This podcast is sponsored by BT, because BT means business. Whatever business you're in, BT's got your back, with reliable connectivity to keep you connected as you grow. Search BT's got your back. This is The Times Evening Briefing on Friday the 1st of December. Israel resumed fighting in Gaza this morning, minutes after a temporary ceasefire deal ended. And we're just hearing this evening Hamas's armed wing has targeted Tel Aviv with a salvo of rockets. While Israel and Hamas have accused each other of wrecking the negotiations, eastern areas of Han Yunis in southern Gaza have come under intensive bombardment. Flyers have been dropped from warplanes across the area, urging residents to evacuate. Mark Gregev, the spokesman for the Israeli Prime Minister, has told Times Radio tens of thousands could have to relocate. In a war-type situation, and once again we're fighting today because Hamas refused to honour obligations agreed to in the, uh, 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 the pause agreement for the release of hostages. So we're fighting again, and in the framework of fighting, we're urging civilians to leave areas of combat. Now, you can say it's a terrible thing, we're asking people to leave, but what we're trying to do is make a maximum effort to keep civilians uh, out of crossfire, to to safeguard them. Uh, I think we should be praised for it. Gaza's Hamas-run health ministry says the number of Palestinians killed since hostilities resumed has reached 109. Rishi Sunak's defended the UK's record on tackling climate change. The Prime Minister has faced criticism for slowing the pace at which petrol and diesel cars are phased out and the switch away from fossil fuel household boilers. But speaking at the COP28 summit in Dubai, he said we're absolutely committed to our net zero targets. My pledge from September of £1.6 billion for the Green Climate Fund was the UK's biggest single climate change commitment. And we're going further, announcing £1.6 billion today for renewable energy, green innovation and forests, delivering on the historic Glasgow deal to end deforestation, because we can't tackle climate change without nature. The Prime Minister also announced an £11 billion deal to build the world's largest wind farm in Britain in Dogger Bank, a large sandbank in the North Sea. He spoke about the UK's ambitions and one person in the audience was Times Radio's political editor, Kate McCann. He faced questions about how dedicated he really is to Gentry 8, given that he hasn't spent a great deal of time here, certainly not as much time as uh, the Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, who accused the Prime Minister of going backwards on climate change and not being as committed to it as he ought to be. The Prime Minister said the UK has played a leading role and will continue to do so and announced some new investment uh, in uh, wind capacity in the United Kingdom as part of his efforts here today. Well, earlier, King Charles told the summit Earth is headed for dangerous uncharted territory on climate change and has reached alarming tipping points. Matt Hancock has acknowledged that his affair with Gina Colodangelo damaged public confidence in COVID rules. The former health secretary was asked briefly about his transgression during his appearance at the UK COVID-19 inquiry this morning. Mr Hancock resigned as health secretary in June 2021 after footage emerged of him kissing his aide during a time of strict COVID rules. Well, what I'd say is that the, the lesson for the future is very clear and it is important that those who make the rules abide by them and I resign in order to take accountability for my failure to do that. 
He spent much of the day defending his actions, arguing that schools could have stayed open at the start of 2021 if his pleas for tougher action sooner had been listened to the previous year. Sir Elton John welcomed the government's decision to expand HIV screening in England when he spoke to political leaders at Parliament on Wednesday, ahead of World AIDS Day, which is today. The Health Secretary confirmed the rollout of an HIV testing programme to 46 accident and emergency departments across England. CEO of the Elton John AIDS Foundation, Anne Aslett, has told Times Radio more about the opt-out scheme. Every time blood is drawn in A&E in a hospital, um, it's tested for HIV unless someone elects not to have that done. We've actually had opt-out testing for pregnant women for over 20 years in this country, which is why we don't have any babies born with HIV. So the point about this is that it enables us to find people who may not otherwise realise that they're infected. And you can hear more on all these stories throughout the day on Times Radio.